It is Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why? What a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I talked about the latest Marvel and DC news, and I talked about redoing my bathroom. It's episode 10.18, brand new ceiling. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. It is a gray, rainy Saturday morning here in Westlock. Normally, what I like to do is I go for my walk in the morning and get my steps in, and then record my podcast in the afternoon. But because of this gray, rainy morning, I'm doing things backwards. First, it's the podcast. Then I will go for the walk because the weatherman says the sunshine should be returning at around lunchtime. So we get to spend the morning together. Don't you feel blessed? Well, maybe it's the morning. I mean, I post this online. You can download it to your device and you can listen to it whenever you want. You could be listening to this at 7 o'clock at night for all I know. But all I know is thank you very much for listening. Not much going on this past week. We did have some news come down in the way of superhero movies, and you know how much I love those. We got the report that Ben Affleck will be returning as Batman in the long-stuck-in-development Flash movie. This makes sense. If you saw Justice League, you know that Batman kind of played the mentor role to the Flash. You know, the way I saw Justice League, they tried to turn the Flash into DC's answer to Spider-Man. And therefore, Batman becomes their answer to Iron Man, the rich billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, superhero guy. So it really makes sense to bring back Batman, especially the Ben Affleck Batman. But what further complicates things is a couple months ago, they also announced they were in negotiations with Michael Keaton and have him come back as Batman, also in the Flash movie. Now, this makes perfect sense to me because it was in the pages of the Flash comics where we were first introduced to the comic book concept of the multiverse. So we can have two Batman for some multiverse shenanigans. I would love that. Although, if you are going to bring back Michael Keaton as Batman, I would much rather him be in a Batman Beyond movie and train our new Batman. That would be awesome. Uh, But still, they've been trying to get this Flash movie going for like 10 years now. So, fingers crossed, this is finally the special sauce to get it made. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. That takes care of DC. Now, let's take a look at what's happening over on the Marvel side. Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man. I think we all know that Spider-Man is able to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe thanks to Sony loaning Spider-Man to them. 
Well, because of that, Sony has been trying for a while now to build a cinematic universe out of Spider-Man supporting players. The first film was Venom, which came out a couple years ago. The second one is going to be Morbius, the Living Vampire. That was supposed to be coming out in October, but because of how COVID-19 has messed up the Hollywood release schedules, I have no idea what's going on with Morbius. But we got two big announcements this past week as to who else is getting movies. J.C. Chandor has signed on to direct Craven the Hunter. I think we all know Craven the Hunter. He's one of Spider-Man's villains. He tries to hunt down Spider-Man, and yeah, Spider-Man always kicks his butt. As for the director, J.C. Chandor, uh, he picked up an Oscar nomination for his uh, very first film, Margin Call, which came out back in 2012. Uh, He also directed Triple Frontier, a heist film which is now on Netflix, so might have to check that out, see how good he is. But this is the other big announcement that really caught my eye. Olivia Wilde has signed on to direct a Spider-Woman movie. I'm a big fan of Olivia Wilde. I loved her on House back in the day. Loved her in Tron Legacy. She spent most of the 2010s, you know, kind of doing more indie acting projects, you know, to build up her acting cred. And she made her directorial debut last year with a teen comedy called Booksmart. Based on this announcement, I decided to watch Booksmart on Amazon Prime last night. It is a really good film. You know, it's your typical teen comedy setup. Uh, Two teenage girls, they sacrificed any semblance of a social life in order to focus on their academic careers. But now with graduation drawing near, they wonder if maybe they missed out on something. So they decide to spend the grad weekend partying as much as possible. Took some surprising dramatic twists and I actually found myself tearing up at the end. So yeah, based on Booksmart, I say Olivia Wilde is a very good director and I am looking forward to seeing what take on a Spider-Woman movie she will take. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. And now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging. I did a lot of strange binging this past week. First up, over on Disney+, Plus, I watched the straight-to-video sequel Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Now, when it comes to Disney's straight-to-video sequels, that was the first time I ever heard the term raped my childhood. A lot of people agree those Disney straight-to-video sequels were not very good. But in a lot of the retrospectives I read online, I keep seeing Cinderella 3 described with terms like so weird it works and kinda good. So I decided to finally check it out. So it's the first anniversary of Cinderella and Prince Charming. They're having a picnic and both the fairy godmother and the wicked stepmother are watching from the shadows. They happen to bump into each other. The wicked stepmother gets her hands on the fairy godmother's magic wand and thus begins to alter the timeline to make sure that Prince Charming ends up with one of her stepdaughters. The stepdaughters. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah, it is kind of weird. I mean, we get Cinderella kicking ass in order to get to her wedding on time. She even gets in a few badass action hero one-liners, and we have a redemption arc for the stepsisters because they realize they don't want to be pawns in their mother's schemes anymore, and they want true love like Cinderella has, and yeah, it actually kind of works so cinderella 3 a twist in time on disney plus check it out if you can 
And when I was done doing that, I decided to finally binge another cult classic TV series that I've missed out on for the longest time, and that was the British comedy Spaced. It ran for two seasons. The first one was in 1999. The second one was in 2001. It's a fairly sitcom setup. A man and woman who barely know each other, they decide to pretend to be married so that way they can get their hands on an apartment because, you know, they both need a place to live. But what makes it a cult classic was the fact that it was one of the first TV shows where all the characters are a bunch of nerds, and so their dialogue is filled with casual references to Star Wars, Star Trek, and such forth. Not only that, but they occasionally lapse into these recreations of classic movie scenes. I tell you, it is so great. Another reason why it's a cult classic is that's where Simon Pegg got his start. He was the co-creator. He co-wrote every episode, and he starred in it. Uh, Nick Frost was in it, playing his best friend. And, of course, Edgar Wright, who directed Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He directed every episode, and that launched his career as a director. In fact, that's how we got Shaun of the Dead. There's a first season episode that riffs on zombie movies. After that, the entire cast and crew was like, Hey, that was fun. We should do our own zombie movie. And they did, and it was Shaun of the Dead. It's one of those TV shows where I'm surprised it took me this long to watch it, but now that I have, I really loved it a bit. I caught it on Amazon Prime, but I'm sure it's on a couple other streamers as well, so check out Spaced if you haven't yet. I know I'm 20 years late to the party on that one. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope, and some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, The Targ. Oh man, talking about Spaced, I forgot to mention the most bonkers thing I saw on that show. Like I said, it's filled with all kinds of pop culture references. In one episode, they actually did a Littlest Hobo reference. I saw that and I'm like, did they even get Littlest Hobo in the UK? That just completely blew my mind. So yeah, Spaced, check it out. Uh, But no, I'm just still here trapped in my apartment on this gray, rainy Saturday morning, thinking about maybe sprucing up the place like a lot of people are doing in these days of self-isolation and staying at home a lot. I think I mentioned on my Instagram that I finally got my bathroom redone. Uh, When I first moved into my apartment some seven years ago, the bathroom was in really rough shape. On the bathroom ceiling, the paint was peeling, it was covered in mold, it was not a pretty sight. Uh, My landlords were aware of it, but you know, when I first moved in seven years ago, my landlord was in his 80s and he had MS, and I live on the top floor. I always felt very guilty about making him climb to my top floor apartment to fix stuff. It would take him just an hour to get up the stairs, so I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. No, I won't worry about it. But, you know, it was my birthday last month and my family came up to celebrate it with me. And my sister, the health nut in the family, she saw my moldy ceiling and she was horrified. So she was riding my case to finally do something about it. And, you know, my building changed owners a couple of years ago and the landlord is now a healthy guy about the same age as me. So I don't feel guilty at all about bugging him to fix stuff. So, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he spent an entire week in my apartment. He scraped the bathroom ceiling clean. He washed it with mold killing soap and stuff and then he gave it a fresh coat of uh, mold resistant paint so I got a nice new bathroom ceiling so I'm thinking I gotta redo my bathroom now you know Uh, some of the stuff that you find in every bathroom you know like maybe a novelty shower curtain or a painting with a nautical theme a little shelf with three seashells you know the usual kind of stuff for the bathroom so yeah 
I'm just looking at that and seeing what I can do in my budget because, you know, I'm still unemployed and Serb's going to dry up in a couple of weeks here. So, ah, uh, I don't know what's happening, man. 2020 has been such a weird year. But anyways, I'm about all rambled out, so I won't depress you with how weird 2020 has been for me. Instead, hopefully it is sunny where you are and you can get outside and enjoy some sunshine. Don't forget, you can always catch new episodes of the Targ at my official website, chaosinabox.com. Uh, we're also on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and Google Play as well. I'm Mark Cap, and this has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. <laughs>